and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. I'm Illegal86. I'm still here. I'm still going on. Nerd Bomber and Tactic with me also soldiering on, as always. Guys, the January doldrums. We're in it. We talked about Blue Monday last week. After we stopped recording, found out that that's kind of pseudoscience. So I apologize for that. I want to go on record. Well, it's followed by um, a tertiary Tuesday and a wacky Wednesday. So there's that. I, you came up with those very fast just now. Did you have those holstered? We didn't talk about tertiary Tuesday or wacky Wednesday. What would Thursday be in that scenario? I'm going to keep testing you here. I'm not actually yeah, that thir- quick on my feet. This was a... Uh... Thirsty Thursday is already taken. So you can't... That wouldn't Are we on, we're on Wednesday, right? Oh, we, well, the episode comes out on Wednesday. I know that. No, I thought we were I've been like, doing this long naming enough. stuff. I said wacky Wednesday, tertiary Tuesday. There's always thirsty Thursdays, but like... Freaky Friday. How about thrombosis Thursday? What is thrombosis? That's <laughs> I don't like think you want to have thrombosis. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that's a bad. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants thrombosis right, Thursday. Because there's, yeah, that's that's like thrombosis Thursday. That's at like the old folks home. Because there, there's, there's there's thrombosis and then there's deep vein thrombosis. That's when you know you're in trouble. Thrombosis is when it's just a blood clot. Deep vein thrombosis is like in your legs and your deep veins. Fun fact. In terms of medical conditions that are fun to say, thrombosis is like scoliosis. Top, top five. Scoliosis is good. Mononucleosis is fun, but it's a little too long and it wears out its welcome. And the words aren't that interesting. It's like they combined a bunch of science words and that's what they came up with. There's another fun one. It's Henoch Shalampopora. That's a good one. That's a disease. HSP. We've talked about HSP on the podcast before, I think, because my brother had HSP. Same with Shout my, out brother. To my brother. Shout out to my brother. Yeah. Oh, hey, man, I, I didn't know your brother had it too. I'm sure we've talked about it about this. Okay, no one I'm wants to hear dark, us talk about HSP. But what is this? Like, give me a really quick TLDR. What is okay, it? Okay, I, I have to tell you the story because it's and it, it's it's not that long. But essentially, my brother was in the fourth grade and I was in the second grade or whatever the age difference is, and he went to school and one of his best friends shook his hand really hard. Okay, you ever you never had that thing where someone shakes your hand and they like they like bend the two pieces of your hand because they're sh- it's like a trick that strong kids did in school. To, like, oh make yeah, I didn't tough. like that. It's the worst. His best friend did that to him, and he went home and his hand really hurt. And he told my mom, "Hey mom, my hand really hurts." And she looked at it and she was like, "That's really swollen. That's this is no good." Then I guess what ha- after a certain number of events I don't remember that night he woke up in the middle of the night and we shared a bedroom and he was just like swollen city like swollen everywhere and not like going to the gym swole like there's something going down swole and uh he was in the hospital for a while and he like peed blood i don't remember the details i was too young but i remember it was like that was moderately serious it's you don't want to get it but like what is it do yeah, we know what it I, is? I to this day don't quite understand how one gets it it's a virus or something uh, yeah all i all i know is that it started when his hand was swollen it wasn't because his friend shook his hand too hard but that was just like that's the triggering event that I'll never forget because it's a little funny. But I don't know how you get it. I don't know. If it's, I don't even know if it's a virus or a bacteria. I don't know what it is. There's some part like because it's called like something purpura. Isn't the P purpura or something what like that? Purpura. Like it sounds like an purpura. Italian dish. It is not. It's not an Italian dish you want to try. I will tell you that. Tactic, I don't know what your brother's experience was, if it was at all similar. It seems like the moral of the story, though, is don't shake people's hands. Is that what I'm getting out of this? I feel like that's what I'm getting out of this. The moral of the story, don't shake people's hands. And also, you're probably better off with thrombosis. Hit us up on Twitter. (laughs) This is is a crazy episode beginning. (laughs) I'm I'm rolling with it. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter at OWLegal86, at OWTactic, at OWNerdBomber, and our main show account at OnlineWarriors1. What is the most fun sounding medical condition like what's the most fun is it what's the most fun to say in terms of medical conditions because we kind of we rounded some of the bases here but i don't think we've really plumbed the depths of of what this has to offer so hit us up we're not talking about that today anymore than we have to because we did have to for that that past five minutes it was a requirement but now we can move on to things like the lord of the rings trailer the lord of the rings show that amazon is coming out with has a it's hard to even call it a trailer but it has a title that's the main thing we're going to be getting into i think we need to be talking of course about microsoft and activision the big gaming news there 
And then we're going to be talking a little bit of Disney because big companies are big companies. I feel like I've teased things that way. Like two out of every three episodes of this show, it's like Disney did something. Microsoft did something. Google did something. Facebook did something. Look, it's their world. We're, we're just living in it, you know? Let's start with the Disney news because I think this is the lightest. Is that fair to say? I think this is the lightest news. It stands the most chance of making us happy. Yeah, I would say so. You always got to give the good news first. Aristocrats. I just said it wrong. Aristocats. You want to say aristocrats because that's the actual word. Aristocats was a movie, an animated film. It was an I don't absolute know when it came out. banger. It is definitely, okay, it came out in 1970. It is definitely in my top five, not counting Pixar, my top five Disney animated movies, like Disney classics. Would Everybody you rate wants that like higher or lower than Lion King, which is undeniably the best Disney movie of all time? This is tough. <laughs> Lion King is probably higher. But I mean, Aristocats, everybody wants to be a cat because the cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. That song's amazing. That song, like, I think a clip from Aristocats literally like went TikTok viral like two years ago, three years ago, some number of years ago. It's just a great movie. Okay, so the news here, let's get to the news. The news is, of course, that this is getting Disney plussed. This is going to be, I'm going to say this is going to be subject to a live action remake. Because I don't know how I feel about that part. Reportedly, it will get a similar look to The Lady and the Tramp, which... Did you watch that? No. I, I And I think you did, right? I don't know how successful yeah. that was. I mean, that was... It launched on Disney+. Plus. I think that was one of the first things, like, when Disney+, Plus was open to the public. 2019. I think, yeah, wasn't it one of, like, it came. its star jewels or crown jewels of one of the first things that was new on the service? And I remember, like, we watched it. It wasn't bad. Like, I think I still liked the original animated version better because i think i like the story and what what they were able to do and portray with the animals a little bit better in the animated version but it was still pretty right. good like i don't know if i'd go see it at the movie theater but if it's a disney plus thing like sure pump it in my veins i like cute animals that's that's my fear here exactly you touched on my exact fear which is there are certain things and i i think it's like it's it's either uncanny valley or it's uncanny valley adjacent you can't do anthropomorphic animals okay. you can't anthropomorphize animals without animation let i don't me, think they me... tried to though like they didn't give these animals in at least in lady and the tramp they didn't give them like facial features it wasn't like lion king where they talked i i might be totally off base and misremembering my experience with this movie but i want to say they just did like voiceovers so they didn't move their mouths let me say how they can and should do this and let me say how they should not do this so... i would like for you to do that yeah the reason why the live action of Lion King did well is because it wasn't a live action. It was fully animated, okay? And right. had there been people involved, I think it would have been off-putting. Similarly, right. if they do this, they have to do the same exact venue where they go all in, just a really nice animation with aristocrats. However, we all know that there are human interactions there are human in characters. And what they yeah. should do is they should replace them with animal enemies. So like the old man, for example, can be like just a grumpy bulldog or, or something like that. There's nothing that says that they have to be humans in the story. Okay, well, hold but on. Then you're, messing, you're, then, you're, then you're messing with the plot and I'm then gonna, people are going to get But you're angry. not. I'm going to stick my finger up and I'm going stick to... Stick it up. First of all, I have to go back on my statement. I just quickly looked at a clip from the movie and their mouths did move. They did kind of anthropomorphize them. What I am proposing, I guess, is more along the lines of 101 Dalmatians and not the one with Emma Stone, but the one with Glenn Close back in the day where I don't think they like you had people, you had real dogs. They had the voiceovers. I don't think in that movie they did do the moving mouth. Watch me like look up a clip and I'm wrong again. But well, I wasn't remember that like, what they did with uh, Homeward Bound. Wasn't Homeward Bound that same sort yeah, of thing? Where like, they, just, they had the animals there and they had the voiceovers, but the animals were just kind of animals. Right. Do that. Animals. Like Sassy Cat in Homeward Bound, 100% one of the best yeah. live action cat. I don't know if there's many live action cat adaptations, but like I think Sassy the Cat. There you go. Sassy the Cat wasn't a live action cat, though. Yes, it was. No, she was just a cat because there was never a unalive action. Okay, fair. I think it was a book, though, so it, adaptation. But I think do that. Get Sally Field, too, I, while you're at it. I think you have a, po a, a possibility. There's potential here because people like watching cute animals on the internet. That's a fact. That's that's ironclad. Set that in stone. Just stamp that right on like the Statue of Liberty or something. That's never going to change. People also like music, generally. So if you get the Aristocats music and if you get cute cats who don't creep you out in any way, you may have something here. 
I'm I'm skeptical of that execution. It's going to look like take one of Sonic if they do it if they do it the way that I'm telling them not to do. I think they can easily pull off a 101 Dalmatians esque thing here. I think they can do it. I mean, they're going to do Lady in the Tram style, and I think they're going to make their mouths move. But even that, like, I clearly don't remember it haunting me <laughs> a few years later. So, like, it can't be that bad. Now, another question I would pose, and I know the answer, but I've just, that's how you do podcasts. That's how it's fun. In the original movie, a family of aristocratic cats who learn, uh, tells the story of a family of aristocratic cats who learn they won't inherit their owner's fortune. But when a jealous butler realizes he's been left out of the will, he kidnaps the cats and tries to ensure they're out of the picture by dumping them in the countryside. And eventually they team up with with the street smart alley cat thomas o'malley so who plays thomas o'malley and i'm just gonna the answer is jamie fox but i'm gonna I, I guess i should have let you guys come to that conclusion yourselves for a hot minute i thought you were asking me like what cat actor would play him and i was like how the hell am i supposed to know this like do you have a database of cats you need an actor who can vocalize coolness who can sing it's Jamie Foxx. I hate that I like that answer. I had that first that thought pretty much immediately when I was reading about this, and I was like, that is it. Not, not only do I think that's it, I bet they're trying to get him right now. Like, I bet as we're recording this. I only hate it because I didn't think of it. Like, that is just perfect. It's gotta be Jamie Foxx, man. I mean, who else? Again, Twitter. All right, so who's, who's, Twitter who's, folks. Who's the girl? Yeah, I'm way less sure about that one. Are you talking about the girl with the little, the little pink bow? The little white cat? It's been a long time since I watched this movie, guys. Emma Stone's already doing something. No, Duchess. I'm talking about Duchess. Who's Duchess? Oh, Duchess. Okay, the bigger I mean, Emma Stone should do it. So then she's got the Disney dog and cat market nailed down. Bam. There you go. Just just monopolizing. I don't know. That's a good one. Does she have to sing? I only remember the I only remember the cool alley cat. She had a song. I have a, a distinct memory of a scene where the white mom cat is singing and then the little cats all like pipe in and sing like supporting lines in the song i don't remember i haven't watched this movie in a very long time we should do a we should do a viewing of the original not this one i don't know if i want to watch this one maybe both <laughs> but yeah let's back be to back. real i watch anything that disney puts out except for the final episode of loki so i hate you i hate you so much <laughs> do you know the first the original 1970 animated film uh, when you account uh, for re-releases in the following decade in the box office it made over 180 million dollars which like back then that's buco bucks way to be disney yeah Disney's that doesn't surprise me i mean it was you know that disney classic animated movie era and everyone was just digging it everyone was loving it now i did i guess misspeak it's not known that this is going directly to disney plus it's gonna wind up there eventually of course but this may get a theatrical release it's not yet clear this has no release date this is i would be shocked vaporware for the time being i mean it'd be, you'd be shocked if it did not get a theatrical release or i would be shocked if it got into theaters if it this can get into theaters over something like in Encanto. Well, the Lion King did. Oh, I guess Lion Encanto went in theaters. I don't know why. Okay, maybe not that. Luca. Luca was direct to Disney Plus, right? I think so, but that was a that was a I think that was a COVID result. Fair. I don't know. I could I be know. wrong. I think if the Lion King made it into theaters, this sure could. The Lion King is the best movie of all time, though. Okay, you need to you need to relax a little bit. It is best movie of all time. Is no is in in Disney World too like, strong in Disney animated. Or like that early non-3D animated era, I think Lion King is one of the most emotionally resounding movies that they released. I mean, there's Up. I, that emotionally no, but resonates that's, with... Well, that's but Pixar. That, that's, that's your 3D Pixar. animation you, era. I'm talking about like 70s to 90s. Yeah, you, you shouldn't count Pixar. I actually think my personal favorite... And this is... The, look, this is a matter of opinion. There's no wrong answer here, in my opinion. Beauty and the Beast, I think, might be my legitimate wow. number one it's top good. of the pantheon. It has a great message. Like, it's great it, message. it's straight up Lion King, Aladdin, Hercules, Is the message to three, kidnap bam. somebody until they fall in love with you? I'm joking. Right. I love Beauty and the Beast, but the message is if if you if you put a rose under a glass dome, it can't get enough oxygen. It dies. <laughs> no, I like, like what was he message. what was he thinking? It's trick someone into thinking you're wealthy and then sweep them off their feet. That's what your boy right. Tactic does. That is pretty good. I will say, not to beat a dead horse here, but from all of these movies, like yeah, they're most of those original Disney movies were all steeped in like fairy tales or, you know, old folk tales or lore from different cultures. But there is no scene, I would argue, find me a scene that is more depressing and sad than baby Simba running down trying to wake up Mufasa. Can I count can I count Pixar? No, I'm talking about I can count Pixar. I'm talking about the early animation era where it was all like the Did 2D. you cry? Did you cry? 
I still cry. Are the you thing kidding is, me? Like Pixar, it, it's you, you're not crying because of the animation. You're crying because of because they want to destroy you when they make those. No, movies. but I think like you, you have to separate goal. Pixar from that other era of animation simply Why? because they're different storytelling techniques. And I think the technology that Pixar has to make things feel more realistic. It's just a completely different, like, I feel like it's almost incomparable. See, but I go back to Up. They didn't directly say she died. They said he was lonely. Whereas it was Mufasa it was, was subtly like beautiful there. They, they they did say that she died, but in not in words. It was just it was just it was very the first five minutes of Up. That should be like if I taught a screenwriting class, which I never would, but if I did, that would be day one, baby. I'd be like, this is how you write the first ten pages of a script, just like this. Aristocats, not that sad from what I remember. Unknown release date, unknown timetable for this. But uh, if you're a fan of the original, you probably have something to be excited about, if not also uh, wary of. I would say I'm wary at this point. That's, you know, that's not a bad place to be. It's better than something you don't like coming out. So bear that in mind. We're going to move ahead. We're going to we're gonna soldier on here. We're going to talk a little bit about The Lord of the Rings because I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. I feel like this is probably known by now for anyone who's listened to the podcast. I don't know how much I publicize that, but I've read all the books multiple times. I watched all the movies many times. I spent one day in college watching all three of the extended editions in a row because I was, was one of those people. And I'm proud of that. I also, I think I've probably openly wept to like, it's probably like five movies ever. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King is one of those movies. And again, I'm proud of that. So when Amazon says we're making a show, I say, okay. Like, I'm, not, I'm actually not that excited about it because I didn't watch The Hobbits because I heard, you know, I heard bad stuff about The Hobbits. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm cautiously, I'm not even cautiously optimistic. I'm cautiously cautious about this. All right. So y'all know yeah. that I'm super nerdy, that I'm the big comic book guy. I can hold my own with Star Wars lore. So I was asked to pick a topic and this is the one that I picked because I wanted to learn something. And where I fall short is in the Lord of the Rings lore. I was very young when they came out and very ADD when they came out. And I just did not have the attention span or I couldn't sit still. And so I was really hoping you would get me excited for this. So I can I can give it a shot. Would you would you like me to give it a shot? How do you feel how do you feel that it's going to play as let's say someone who didn't watch any of the Lord of the Rings or Hobbits or any of that? Let's say that like just a total novice, right? Well, I think you should be good to come into this because from what I know yes. and illegal, you're going to have to verify this information. But this is essentially, so Tolkien came up with a ton of lore and what we've gotten in The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings mainline book and movies is primarily in what, like the third era or th- third chapter of the world that he built. And this is going to be set primarily in the preceding era, like the middle era, middle times, whatever it's called, and be like building up the backstory to Soren, correct? So, so this is why I didn't really want to rewatch Lord of the Rings as an adult, because I was waiting for this to come out, because I want to watch things chronologically, guys. This is, I'm actually the number one fan, but I'm doing it right, unlike everyone else. Remember. See, you're, okay, so... So the Lord of the Rings focused on the Third Age. And when and at the end of the Lord of the Rings, the Third Age ended and the Age of Men began. The show will focus on the Second Age of Middle-earth, including and purportedly centering around Sauron forging the rings. Not just his one ring of power, but also uh, the three rings for the elves, the seven rings for the dwarves, the nine rings, rings for the men. So this trailer that we got, which, by the way, they're basically just trying to be Game of Thrones. The title sequence that we saw was them saying, how can we be Game of Thrones without being Game of Thrones? And to be clear, that annoys the crap out of me. They spent a billion dollars both securing this property and I think a billion dollars in their budget for this. I think they're saying already it's going to be a five season show. So can we can we expect side boob, though? That's what I want to know. I would hope I would not expect I would not expect any. I don't know. That's a good question. That wasn't like super prevalent. I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I watched the movies, but like they were pretty There's, tasteful. The, the, there was like almost no nudity or anything like that. There is literally no nudity. Like I, I can't even think of a single instance of it. And I think that was on purpose. And like having read the books too, like the original source material, it's not at all racy at any point. So I don't know. Unlike Game of Thrones where people are just sexing each other the whole time. So this trailer, first of all, the dialogue in the trailer the lady speaking do you know do you guys know what she was saying do you guys does it ring any bells i feel like you're gonna tie it to something so i'm just gonna hold my tongue because i don't know 
Does it relate to any Christmas songs? So I watched this trailer once. I've only watched it once. I'd have to watch it again to make sure, but I'm almost positive everything that was said in the trailer, what she said was what is written on the inside of, or written on the band of the One Ring, written in the Black Speech. It's this poem that describes how the One Ring is the most powerful of all the rings and it will bind them all. So so are those three yeah. rings somehow combat, like schmelted and turned into one? It's not a literal, it's a, it's, it's a turn of phrase. No, but is that what happens? Are those three schmelted down? I'm using the right term, right? You just want to you just want to say schmelted, and Anak I respect Shalin Papora. But the answer is is no. So, eh, how do I feel about this? Very leery. I do I do think Tectic in particular. Well, both of you, I guess. If you don't rewatch the movies, it, like before this comes out, it's going to be absolutely peppered with references, Easter eggs basically just nerd handouts and whether you want those or not i guess is up to you i'm sure i'll be doing a rewatch before the show comes out just so i can say oh hey that's that thing from that thing and yada 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 and i was really into the lord of the rings for many years so i probably don't need to rewatch to to pick up on a lot of things all right you being the biggest fan ever if i'm gonna rewatch this what is your snack recommendation boy potato it needs to be something that you can eat a lot of because of how how long the movies are so it'd have to be something salty provided there's a beverage on hand I mean, Honestly, we, we I know here just, popcorn is the right answer. I was going like to say, I think I would just say popcorn. Dang it. This, is, this, this was a great movie. I think I only saw the third one in theaters. This was that one of those few movies where you could get a popcorn. Because like, I'm the kind of person, I go to the movies, I get a popcorn. I never finish it because they give you a metric ton of it. But this movie, this third Lord of the Rings, you could do it. I think popcorn is, is the answer. I just, I don't know. I'm scared. I mean, for one, not having Howard Shore's score is going to be a huge detriment to any effort they make here. I'm going to be wishing it was there the entire time. When you read the cast, it's a lot of names that I do not know. I, I actually think that may be to its benefit. Yeah, uh, that's because what I was say. at large, the Lord of the Rings at, at the time did something. I think at least a little bit similar. Some of the people you recognize certainly, like Hugo Weaving, you recognized. I think Ian McKellen at that point, you were pretty able to recognize. But like Orlando Bloom. And, uh, oh, what's her name? This was, this was Orlando daughter. Bloom's, I believe this was Orlando Bloom's first movie. Was it? Or it was there, thereabouts. It was either this or Pirates of the Caribbean. They happened almost concurrently. So, no, he was not yet on the scene. Viggo Mortensen, Liv well, Tyler. I think at that time, was an established actor. He wasn't around much. Liv Tyler was in, she was in Armageddon, but I think she didn't have a very big part. I've actually never seen that movie. What? I've never seen it. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's a true fact. Impressive stable of writers that this show has. J.A. Bayona, known for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which actually I don't think is very good, but he, he's directing the first few episodes. Uh, Jennifer Hutchison from Breaking Bad, Jason Cahill from The Sopranos, Justin Doble from Stranger Things. It's a pretty impressive writer's room right there. I just, I'm scared. And I think the title sequence made me more scared because, well, it is visually impressive. Uh, actually, I, I read a lot of that is not CGI, the title sequence. So when you watch that, they're really doing that, which is really? pretty impressive. But they're just trying to be Game of Thrones. And that, and that bothers me. I don't want them to try and be Game of Thrones. I want them to be Lord of the Rings. Because, I mean, honestly, yeah. Lord of the Rings is the OG Game of Thrones. Like, in terms of big fantasy properties, like... In terms of big fantasy properties, yes, but they're they're pretty radically different. So if they try to treat them the same, they're going to have a bad time. Again, Game of Thrones is about... Sex and death. Sex and death, politics. Lord of the Rings just ain't about that. And, like, they might try and make the Second Age more about that. Is there a lot of source material? I don't know if you were a big Lord of There's the Rings... There's a decent like, amount. Were you a Tolkien reader... Can you answer if the source material is any good? I didn't read the Silmarillion, which I think deals a lot in the Second Age and and the, and the First Age and even, you know, other, other things. I pretty much just read and reread The Lord of the Rings. Now, I will say The Lord of the Rings itself, while taking place in the Third Age, the thing that's interesting about reading The Lord of the Rings is that you will read it and you'll be reading like Frodo was walking through the woods. And then it's like, and then he thought of a song and started singing this song about an elf king and an elf queen that lived in the first age of middle earth and they had a terrifyingly beautiful romance and he'll sing a song that lasts like four pages so there's like tolkien was ostensibly writing a story about a hobbit taking a ring to mount doom and destroying it but in between he would like it's almost like he would get bored with that and be like i'm going to tell a little story within the story that someone might pick up later on and develop into a series so it's just like i think there's a lot of source material to draw from it's just it's a little bit patchwork so i'm not sure what they're going to do with it but there's no doubt that they have a lot to work with i mean i had an atlas of middle earth 
I had a dictionary of like a bunch of different Middle Earth languages and how to write and speak them. I, was, I think you're I was honestly getting me more excited for a rewatch of Lord of the Rings than actually watching this series. The depth of the world is almost limitless. That much I can unequivocally state but well it's not limitless it's generally a function of the radius of the planet right well sure get out of here that's 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 classic i i think that it's just it's a function of what they do with it and whether they take the cheap route of trying to make it game of thrones or if they care enough about the legacy of the source material to treat it with respect and time will tell september 2nd 2022 is when this drops so not too uh, far away fans not too far away. Be on the lookout for that. It could be very good. I'm treating it with a healthy dose of skepticism because I think I'm just, I'm too big of a fan to not do that. And I think a lot of fans are treating it the same exact way. So we'll see what happens. Right now, we are going to head to our mid-episode break. But before we do, I would be remiss if I did not shout out our fantastic Patreon producer, Mr. Stephen Keller. Stephen, what's up, man? Looking forward to talking to you soon. Stephen's going to be coming back on the show pretty soon here to chat with us about... Well, honestly, whatever he wants, uh, to, to large part. That's one of the benefits he gets as a producer on the show. He also, of course, gets this shout out. He gets access to the monthly secret segment and the vlog. We're going to be laying down our monthly secret segment today. And it's a spoiler cast about Spider-Man No Way Home. So if you watch that movie and you want to hear about our thoughts in unadulterated, spoiler-free, well, not spoiler-free, spoiler-heavy uh, discourse, you can hit us up on Patreon. So Steven gets all of those things as a result of his night-level subscribership on our Patreon. But if you're not quite ready to sit at our rectangular table, you can hit us up on the Squire level, which gets you access to the Monthly Secret segment and vlog. And there's also a Page level, which gets you access to the Monthly Secret segment. The pages are the backbone of our Patreon community. There's, there's no shame in being one. So if you want any of the details on any of those levels of support, you can head over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Grab some info there. Say hi to Stephen while you're there. Say hi to him. Thanks again to Stephen for supporting us and continuing to support us. And I will take a break now to shout out a sponsor. And we'll be back to talk about Microsoft and Activision. If you have a business, you need a website. What's the best way to get a website up and running? Choose a website hosting company that makes it simple, like Pair Networks. Pair has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. Pair makes it easy for you with do-it-yourself website building tools and features including simple drag-and-drop page design. And they have guaranteed U.S.-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Right now, when you sign up with Pair Networks, you'll receive one free month of web hosting. See for yourself how easy it is to build your own website for free. Visit pair.com slash free to get your first month of website hosting for free by using the code QUICKSTART. That's pair.com slash free, promo code QUICKSTART, to get started today. Okay, welcome back. Well, this is the big this is the big one, guys. This is the big news. I would say the big news of the week. Microsoft has is it fair to say acquired Activision, right? That's what happened. They yep. bought them because they're Microsoft. I I, I want to start it off by saying this is very interesting. So the official release on Microsoft's website, written purportedly written by Phil Spencer, which I, I, he's I guess he was doing that. That's crazy. Welcoming the incredible teams and legendary franchises of Activision Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming. Creators of Call of Duty, Warcraft, Candy Crush. Okay, so they put Candy Crush third. I think Candy Crush is a big moneymaker. After which are Tony Hawk, Diablo, Overwatch, Spyro, Hearthstone, Guitar Hero, Crash Bandicoot, Starcraft, and more. I just, I think that's right away interesting. And I think it also potentially shows where their priorities are, which are mobile gaming. And everyone hates to hear that. But there's no doubt Candy Crush is a cultural touchstone. It's a big deal. I was I was pretty deep into Candy Crush for a while. But I just, I, I think that posturing is uh, pretty fascinating. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily saying that like mobile is going to be their next focus. But I do agree, like they have been putting emphasis. Like I don't think you'll see them really dive deeper into mobile gaming. I don't think you'll see like more Candy Crush spinoffs, but it's a huge moneymaker. And if you look at what they're doing with like yeah. xCloud being able to play on your phone, like... I, I can see it. I can see why they'd want to increase their offering in that space. This is 
Okay, so th- this this is big. There's a lot of questions here. Also, slipped into this press release, by the way, they officially announced that Game Pass now has more than 25 million subscribers. Which, honestly, that number to me seems low. It, just, it seems like it should be a no-brainer for anyone who owns an Xbox. I do not. But, yeah, Activision Blizzard. Now, the big question, of course, is are they going to claim any of these as exclusives? It seems like the answer is no if only because i think that would again i think that would lose them money see this is one of the interesting things like this is kind of what they said when they acquired bethesda i'm pretty sure they said that they would do their best to keep beloved franchises on all platforms that they currently exist on but then you look at they made starfield an exclusive they made what is that new vampire game that arcane is working on whose name is escaping yeah, me. that's going to be exclusive I, can't remember it. I think they've already said the next elder scrolls is very likely to be exclusive you have to understand that those kind of things being said are are lip service to not sway their shareholders but what's interesting to note is that call of duty is one of the top grossing games consistently over and over and over and over again like it makes a ton yeah. of money and on playstation especially it's consistently one of the top games purchased and spent on on playstation so it's this weird line because yeah you take it away from playstation and you drive a lot of people to xbox especially if it's going to be included on game pass then it becomes a no-brainer if you're looking to buy the next console yeah you're gonna buy an xbox you know if you're a call of duty diehard but also a lot of people like this is we're now going two years into a console cycle and if you take Call of Duty off of PlayStation, there are a lot of people who can't afford two consoles won't, they won't and they switch. won't switch. Right. And you lose all exactly. of that revenue. So what do you do the, there? The timing is fascinating because I totally agree with your kind of back of the envelope analysis. Like, I don't see them doing it with Call of Duty because they would, I have to imagine they would take a hit. Call of Duty would take a hit. Like, I, I, I think you probably do something similar to what they are doing with Bethesda and pick maybe one or two of the blue chip franchises and make them exclusives. But then any of the new content that they're currently working on or that they're going to put out that people don't even know about yet, or maybe do know about, but there's little detail known like Starfield, like make that an exclusive. And then, then you're cooking. I just, I don't know, like, and even something like Guitar Hero, which right now does not have a huge player base, bring that back and maybe, maybe bring it back to its former glory and make that an exclusive. That would make sense to me. But I just, I don't see, I don't see Call of Duty being one of those. It just, to me, from a dollars and cents perspective, it doesn't seem like it would make much sense. Another thing we need to talk about here is whenever you see Activision Blizzard in the news, it's not good. It's usually it's usually not good. <laughs> so like, I I wonder to what extent that was a discussion here. Did Microsoft say, "Hey, we're gonna buy you guys," and also we're gonna like put our best PR people on them? Yeah. Well, I know like Phil Spencer has openly kind of, and I think a lot of people at Microsoft have kind of spoken out about how you know, especially Bobby Kotick, who is the CEO of Activision, and has kind of enabled a lot of nasty things allegedly to go down at Activision. I think they've even up until like last month, I feel like I remember seeing one of them tweet or make a comment about how like that has no place in the game industry. So I have to wonder either two things. Are they, did they make this decision? I mean, obviously it's a very sound decision. You get Call of Duty, you get a frick ton of money. But like, A, was the price of Activision lowered by all of the scandal so much that it became a no-brainer? Or B, was this like a goodwill thing where it's like, okay, this is not moving fast enough. We need to get this guy out of the industry. Let's just buy them and make it happen and get a bunch of I mean, good revenue makers as a result. I think they bought Activision because they had the money to do so. And it's it's just a good business decision. I don't know if it had anything to do with, with their image. I think if anything, their image maybe maybe lowered the price a little bit, but not enough where Microsoft like reassessed and said, okay, now we can do this. I just, I do think it presents an opportunity to both Activision and Microsoft to kind of get that black mark off of the record collectively of the gaming industry, because they're one of those companies that you hear so many bad things about in terms of workplace culture, hiring practices, all those things. And to a large extent, I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure that doesn't like bleed into other studios, other, other huge developers, you know, like people hear a bad thing about Activision Blizzard or uh, Rockstar has had similar things go on and they might not want to work at Arcane or at Bioware. Like it's just, I, I think it's, it puts I think a it call on everybody. the industry as a whole where people are, might yeah. make generalizations about like some, maybe you have like a bright coder who doesn't want to work in gaming because you hear bad things. Yeah. 
I, I, I definitely feel that way. And yeah, I, I, on paper, this, and I feel like we say this about all these like big mergers. We probably said this about Microsoft Bethesda. It seems like a win-win. I'm sure it is a win-win or they wouldn't do it, right? I, I don't, I, as big as Microsoft is, I'm not super sure they can strong arm a company like Activision Blizzard so much that Activision wouldn't, or would do something that was not in its best interest. You know, I'm sure Activision, Activision also thinks we're winning as a result of this, if only because we get direct access to Microsoft's infrastructure and whatever. So I have two questions for you guys. The first one. Go on is what franchise like an old dead activision franchise we talked about you know the the crash bandicoot toys for bob basically who worked on crash bandicoot and the spyro remakes they basically in the last year i think got pulled to work on call of duty and i mean there's a ton of properties that activision has and they just haven't utilized stuff like prototype and all that kind of stuff what is the thing that you would want to see microsoft resurrect this is a little on the spot this is going to sound weird but we've mentioned it a couple times i'd like to see Guitar Hero get a total facelift. You didn't like the yeah, weird I, like TV channel thing that they had going on in the last awful gu- installment? Guitar Hero is a great answer because, and I mentioned it when I was talking before, that was an f- absolute phenomenon. Like when that came out, it it changed the landscape of the entire industry. I, I I do think for the better because it spawned like rock band and it was it spawned this whole genre that was just crazy popular for like I don't know five ten years and now it's off the map again and I think it easily could be back on the map. It, it's it in fact it's weird to me that it's not. So I definitely agree with that answer. I'm not going to steal it. I'm gonna you know what and I I think technically this is still going on. Honestly, keep making Tony Hawk games. I like that, would love that. They probably still are planning to do that. Like that's not much of a resurrection because the resurrection itself already happened. But I do think that when Tony Hawk came out, that was a pretty that was a success, a success. I think. I mean, I played the crap out of that remaster. That was. I mean, it was a great I, remaster. It I felt, got sunk into that. It was one of those games where you played it and like it, it was obviously polished and made better for the current generation, but it's still like you felt like you were right back where you were 15 years ago playing it again. Well, and again, the, the experience. And I'm sure I talked about this on the podcast when I was playing it. Uh, my God, does the experience hold up? It is exactly the same as it was, like you said, except for a coat of polish. It is exactly the same experience as it was, button mashing and trying to get secret tapes and stuff. And it's just a great formula for a game. It's just, it's great. You do these runs that are a minute and a half long. And when they end, what do you want? Guess what you want to do? Uh, do it again. And you just do that again and again and again. And then suddenly you're, you've been playing for 90 minutes and you haven't even noticed. So it just, I think they should keep making those. I think they probably will. And yeah, I, that that's my answer. Okay, so. solid solid answers. And now this one's more for you, Legal. As a primary PlayStation person, does this push you towards wanting an Xbox, knowing that down the pipeline, all of these titles potentially, I know you're a Call of Duty campaign fan, at least, that all of these titles will be added on, like your Crashes, your Spyros, your Tony Hawks to Game Pass Day 1. Does that influence you to... Does that kind of play you so, into Xbox's yeah. hand where you want to now have something that at least has Game Pass. Yeah, I'm kind of curious if you'll drop the PPP title. So it does not. And here's why. A lot of the franchises franchises that you named, I don't give a rat's patootie about. Like That's fair. even called I'm I haven't played a Call of Duty game in a long time. I thought you just played one. Uh, I, this well past year. sorry. I played I played World War II. You're right. But even that, I think when I played that campaign, I was like it was good. It's not as good as they used to be. Back in like the Modern Warfare days, that's when they really peaked. And for me, World War II, well, definitely a good game, affirmed that for me. If Guitar Hero and Tony Hawk came back and really like resurged, uh, that would hurt. I will say that would definitely hurt, especially Guitar Hero would hurt to miss out on. But aside from that, no, I, I, I wouldn't say it's a huge draw for me back towards Microsoft and the Xbox. I, I did own an Xbox One for a while, but they just didn't, I wasn't enticed enough simple as that the xbox one era was kind of light in terms of exclusives especially when you look at like playstation pumping out your last of us spider-man more uncharted games all of that kind of stuff yeah playstation absolutely killed it the last generation there's to me there's no question but yeah so this is exciting um obviously no real timelines to discuss here uh what i will say is that apparently there's an 80 percent off activision blizzard sale going on on microsoft right now so if you're a fan go check it out all right, so now we're going to move on to uh, what are you up to Wednesday? And so, so I'm going to go first. Uh, and to give some background, I have been dropping juicy, juicy teases 
to Nerd Bomber and Tectic. This is going to be a the bit hype of a different. Is real. What are you up to? This is going to be a bit of a different. What are you up to Wednesday than than usual for me at least, in the sense that I didn't like. Well, I did like I played some Spider Man this weekend. I watched some football. Like I did, I did some stuff. The real main piece of news for me. So yesterday we record this on Mondays. Yesterday, which was Sunday, I was I was driving with my fiance and my dog in the car on our way to my parents' house to watch the the football game, one of the football games. Well, it was snowing in our neck of the woods, and suddenly traffic started slowing to the to a stop on the highway, and I started slowing to a stop. Only, did you not stop? I didn't. I didn't stop. <laughs> what I did instead was rather than hit the semi in front of me, I made a abrupt but necessary lane change and was rear-ended uh so uh, yeah everyone's fine let me start by saying that everyone is fine everyone is healthy this was my first car accident so i just i i felt like i wanted to take a minute on the air and just share basically 24 a little over 24 hours later guys car accidents are really scary like i was very surprised you know how you know how you're like going through life and you're like i can pretty much handle anything you know you're just like i got this at least that's how I often am. And maybe it doesn't seem that way on the air or to either of you. I, w- I was shook, y'all. And like, no one was even hurt. Was the person the, you uh, hit the, like a jerk about it or were they like understand? The, uh, well, so th- there's a story there too. Um, the other the other car, so I was rear-ended. The other car actually was barely damaged. Uh, I was in a sedan. They were in an SUV. Our car is yet to be determined. Pretty sure it's totaled, but not positive. Waiting for some feedback on that. Got over to the side of the road, fine. No no injuries. Everyone's good. So this was a three-car thing? You rear-ended someone? No. Someone rear-ended you? No, no. I did not rear-end anyone. I made the lane change to avoid hitting, avoid rear-ending a semi, and because of the lane change, I was rear-ended. Gotcha. In terms of liability, we don't need to really get into that. It probably was my fault, but I don't think I did anything wrong. Like that's, And I know it's they, they, the person who does something wrong probably always says that but uh, the weather conditions were not good yeah i i I think i was pretty well back from the semi like i don't think i was falling too close i certainly wasn't going at all even close to the speed limit at the time because of the weather uh it's just it's just one of those things everyone's good that's the important thing and my fiance has told me that about a hundred times and she's right but i i I wanted to bring it up because well for a couple reasons one just to say everyone should be careful driving because it's really scary when you get in an accident this is my first accident and two i'm going to tell you what not to do so the person who hit us it was it was a it was a woman older than me but not like probably middle-aged and again i whether it was my fault or not i think is up for debate it certainly was not her fault i don't think anyone would say it was her fault so we both pull over i call 911 which also is like maybe my third time in my life doing that i don't even know state trooper shows up after a little bit and takes our information i did not talk to or interact with this lady at all mostly because we were on the side of the highway and i didn't want to be in the line of fire of of traffic but also because i didn't like a i felt bad and b like you can incriminate yourself and say certain things that you shouldn't say you know stuff like that but at one point i was sitting in the car with my fiance and my dog who by the way handled it like a champ yeah, isn't he usually an anxious boy? He is. He did some barking, but overall he was okay. Good for him. A black SUV pulls to the shoulder in front of me, and a guy gets out. Again, probably middle age, older than me, but not that much older. And walks past our car and towards this lady's car. And it immediately becomes clear that he is her husband, or boyfriend, but I think husband. And he, the state trooper's there talking to her, and he starts laying into her. Not physically, but like saying, I told her she shouldn't have driven in this, yada, 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 going on. You don't want to be that guy. Fellas especially, but also like, what the heck? Your partner was just in an accident. That was wild. That was like, that was definitely like, that was the moment I was like, this is very surreal. And I'm going to remember this for forever. If only because I got an accident, but also because of that. So it's just, uh, it was a wild experience. We actually drove away. We drove the car because really? crumple zones that on cars like sign. yeah well it the rear i mean the rear of the car is essentially destroyed but like anything up to the rear tires like anything mechanical in the car any of the wheel, all that stuff's fine it's just like the trunk is unusable the rear bumper is basically destroyed so again we're like that's not the important thing we're getting the estimates everything we need to do we're figuring that all out but we were actually able to drive it to a collision place which is good because we didn't have to pay for a tow but the moral of the story again is 
especially if you're in a wintry location, just be really careful when you're driving because yeah, I've only gotten into getting two in car accidents, not quote fun. unquote accidents, and it was really I got rear-ended both times. I had like a, a an SUV or a truck, and basically my tow hitch did all of the damage, and everything was unscathed. And I just looked at them, right. their their vehicle, looked at my vehicle, and went, "Get out of here, you little scamp." That was it. <laughs> right. It, well, it, and like, and the SUV that hit us, it wasn't even that big of a, it was like, it's probably like a Ford Escape. Like, it's not like a giant, it's not like an Escalade or something, but it's still like our car definitely took the brunt of the damage, I, I would say. And like, yeah, that's how it should have been. Well, because I think again, I was the one who pulled into a lane, but it's, you know. I'm an engineer who should know this, but I believe cars are more so designed for the back end to crumple in and then the front is given a little bit more rigidity. I mean, cars are designed to kind of crumple to. Right to protect the interior and the you passengers. Don't want your engine in your lap. Right, but I think they design it such that in that kind of scenario, the back is going to crumple more so than the front. At that moment of impact, you know, like it's crazy. Your I don't think lizard brains the right word, but like your your innate like fight or flight just immediately kicks in. And like it's just well, I don't I guess I don't you, if if you know what I'm talking about, you know. You've, yeah, you did. You did the uh, the safety boob grab. Uh, I did not do. No, that's not what I was talking about at all. <laughs> I'm just saying. Everyone that, knows what I'm referring to, right? Where you reach I know, across. I know what you're referring to. Yeah, try to protect but, everybody, but, and it always ends up in an inappropriate place. I, I was more saying that physically within myself, there was like an immediate and pronounced change just to like try and handle the stress of what was happening. That was just, it's again, if you've experienced it, you know what I'm talking about, but it's just like, it's very strange to experience it. I, pretty much unpleasant, but also like, it, you know, I did I, again, I wasn't hurt. So it wasn't like, it wasn't that kind of thing. This morning woke up. I do have a stiff neck. Cause I think there was like some semblance of whiplash that happened, but I do think I'm fine. And I like my fiance is fine. We're checking in on each other. We're okay. Well, I'm glad to hear everybody's good at least. Everybody, yeah, everybody's good. Hopefully, no one like heard me. I got in an accident and like turned the podcast off. That would be awkward. We're fine. It's just like one of those seminal, I don't want to call it a seminal life experience. It's not like one of those things like everybody should get in a car accident. That's a horrible thing to say. And I would never say that. But it's, it has been an eye opening experience. I will. I would just leave it at that. If I, and, and, and again, anyone who's been in an accident of a certain severity probably is it knows exactly what I mean. So uh, yeah, that has that has taken up a lot of my time, at least in the past twenty four hours, and it's taken up pretty much all of my brain space. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'll tell you what. Why don't you guys pick the room up? Why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Boy, it'd be wild if you were like, "Hey, we got in a car accident this weekend too." I hope that didn't happen. <laughs> I was actually wearing an old lady disguise into an accident. She she wasn't, and oh, and then Tactic showed up and yelled at you. Yeah, she, she 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 wasn't that old. She wasn't like it was. She wasn't like a grandma. Like she was. She was. She was like younger than my mom. You know. So, anyways, what did you guys? <laughs> what have you guys been up to? <laughs> So, as you already know, we watched Spider-Man. We're not going to get into that because that is going to be saved for the secret segs. Ha- hashtag secret spoiler cast. Hashtag secret segs. It sounds, it sounds naughty. Secret Spider-Man segs. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Freaking so, naughty. there's been, I feel like I've been doing like a lot of different things this, this past week. I started gathering my equipment and everything to get the seed starters going and i'm also getting ready to plant some cherry seeds so i see if i can get some trees because they've been winterizing all through this cold cold temperature i got my arrow garden going to get some earlier vegetables ahead of the garden so that's good to go what else the drone is still being built um i'm I'm coming across you know little things like oh i didn't have the right gauge wire handy so i needed to to procure that but it's it's coming along. We're we're almost done with the build. We're at we're at the last step of mounting the flight controller. So that's getting close to being done. We so played. you're just constantly productive. That that's that's what I'm hearing. You're just constantly this was, doing. This was kind of a moving and grooving week. Oh, and I have yeah. the biggest and best news. So you guys know that I was excited about the breadman. Are you bread are you maker. pregnant? Okay. The breadman bread maker. There is not a bun in the oven. Is there a bun? Is there a bun there in the oven? Not. Dang it! I was. I was one second too late. I was right there. So the other things you can do with this thing is is just make straight up dough. It'll knead it for you and say, hey, beep, 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 I'm ready. And uh, I tried the pizza dough recipe and then I tossed Ooh. it. Made, and I, my, when I tell you this was like the best pizza I've had in a while, this was the best pizza. And it was like a basic pizza. It wasn't nothing fancy. It was just tomato sauce, mozzarella cheese, 
pepperoni and banana peppers, and that's it. And it was awesome. And uh, I made it with with homemade hot wings as well. That was good. And the secret with those hot wings to get them that kind of crispiness is I doused them in oil and a little bit of baking powder with some Italian seasoning. Not, do not, okay, I can't stress this enough. Do not use baking soda. They will be horrible. They will be salty and horrible. I said baking powder. Don't screw this up. Yeah, my fiance and I have done the baking powder, baking powder thing. Yeah, it's it's true. It works. It works. It works great. It, it it affects the pH of the skin to make it nice and crispy. And then the last thing is Nerd Bomber and I are still playing a ton of Dark Alliance. We've beat the COVID the COVID bug, and we're on the literally to... worst boss I think oh I've played God. in a video game. It literally game so looks like a COVID virus, and it's annoying. I thought you meant you got COVID and you and you beat it. No, there's a boss like in that, that game that looks like COVID. You need to clarify, man. That's 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 intense right there. But I'm glad you beat it. Either way, no, we're 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 still we're still batting a thousand. No COVID in this house, so we're doing good. Cheers, man. Same here. Look at us go. Look at hey, look at us. But yeah, that's my slew of stuff. Well, nerd bomber, round us out here. I watched a slew of stuff. So first things first, How I Met Your Father. Only two episodes so far released on Hulu. We started it. I think they're still trying to find the cast chemistry a little bit. And I feel like the pilot episode in every like sitcom is always a little rough, but I can, I can see it. You know, I can see the vision. I can see where it could go. I liked how they linked it back to the original show and didn't like make it like any of their parents or relatives or something like that. Very just like good connection to the original show. I still need to see a few more episodes to see if I'm really driving with it. Okay, so okay. T- so two sidebars, two sidebars on that because I'm interested in this. One, are you planning on calling it Himyif? Oh yeah, that's the acronym, of okay. course. Yeah, that's that's like half the draw. Two, kind of unrelated, but did you see the like Hillary Duff news where she was like, "Yeah, we want I want to do Lizzie McGuire, but Disney said it was it was it was too." It was too raunch. It was in raunch oh, town. Yeah. Did you, you did see this? Yeah. It was a whole big thing. Like two years ago, they signed a whole thing where they got the whole cast No, we, back. I remember. We talked about it, but I just, I didn't know that it got nuked because Disney was like, this is, this is too adult. Yeah. I, just, I think that's fascinating that that's why, that's purportedly why, like, what was, what was Lizzie up to? Uh, now I want to know even more. You I know, think, like it's, it's, it's a really good draw. According to what she said, they wanted to like revisit Lizzie McGuire when she's 30 and like her boyfriend cheats on her. So she moves back home with her parents and it's about like her 30 year old life, which is not family friendly necessarily. It's not the old 30 year old life never is. Yeah. Like what's funny about that is Disney will touch murder all day long, but they will not touch sexy time. Right. Well, do you, yeah, I don't don't even, I guess sexy time is probably what she was talking about, but like I, man, I do, I I do want to know now. Not right. and not just because not just because like twelve year old me had an insane crush on Lizzie McGuire. It, it's but yeah, because thirty year old she got better with age. Crush. I don't know that she has gotten better with age. I mean, she's still you know I'd hold her hand. There's no <laughs> doubt. But I I don't know. You'd have to ask twelve year old legal that. Uh, what else have you been up to? Okay, so then we also binged two seasons of two different shows. The first one, Cobra Kai. The new season came out. We finally got around to watching that. Tactic, I don't know how you felt. So I think it was still very good and very entertaining. I don't think I liked it as much as the first few seasons. And I think they did a really good job in this season making the entire LaRusso family, except for the mom, extremely unlikable. Like, did not like any of them by the end of the season. Yeah. There's one, this isn't a spoiler, but there's one scene that really resonated with me. So there's a character that returns. You've seen it in the the trailers. It's It's silver. He's trying to, Kreese is trying to get him back to join his clan. And he's like, dude, it was the 80s. I was like coked out picking on a teenager. That's that's not a thing anymore. And I really, really appreciated it because looking back, that whole genre was like, you had to have been coked out to be that those bad guys in those films. And it was just fantastic. It was best line in the whole thing. Yeah, I think there was a lot of self-awareness in this season, but also I felt like there were some reused storylines. And I think that something that they I don't want to give any spoilers because it is still fairly fresh. Um, But there were there were a few storylines that I think they abandoned too quickly just to rehash old rivalries and storylines. And I, I wasn't necessarily a super big fan, but like I also the show is super campy and super cheesy and you know what you're getting and it's just stupid fun and I really like it. So 
This season wasn't the top of the seasons, but I still enjoyed myself. And then finally... I still... I, by the way, I, just, I still want to see Hillary Swank join Cobra Kai. She will never. Then my last but not least is Hawkeye. We finally watched it. We binged it. Oh, this did was you watch my, the whole thing? The whole thing in like three days. It was that good. Oh, I was wow. hooked. It was my favorite of all of the MCU shows, hands down, point blank. Wow. They That's made... A, well, okay. You haven't finished Loki yet. Not, I, I, so I'm just going to throw that out there. I, I don't like Loki as a character. I think his whole shtick of he 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 you like me because i'm quirky but i'm really gonna stab you in the back i just i'm over it i don't i don't know why we invest so much in his character i whatever that was what, an absolutely haunting loki impression <laughs> just now what i really liked about hawkeye first of all i think it gave clint barton a really good send-off he's never gotten a lot of individual attention and i think they did a really good job of making him a super likable character in this which in a way is kind of sad because he's pretty much done after this but i think it was a really good thing for the hawkeye character as we knew him to get this kind of little closure and a personalized touch that he never got in the past secondly i think it set up um yelena and kate bishop to be probably one of my favorite set of characters moving forward into the new mcu their back and forth was awesome their chemistry was great i think that. Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. I think she perfectly mirrored the personality of Kate Bishop in the comics. I think she's going to be an extremely likable replacement for Hawkeye. I think she's going to make a great leader alongside Yelena as part of the Young Avengers moving forward. And she is a golden retriever. So like, come on, what more do you want? What's what's not to like? So like, to me, it did did have a lot of kind of like diehard-ish type vibes that I was hoping for. And it was super fun. I think it was one of the more heartfelt shows that we've gotten. And I actually cared about these characters. And they made me care about new characters like Kate Bishop. So this was by far, hands down, my favorite. I don't know how you guys felt, but that's my thoughts. What's interesting, too, is it's it's literally paving the way for an entire female Avengers. I mean, Hawkeye is, is going to be Kate Bishop now. We know that Ironheart's going to be coming and obviously female. We have Chadwick Boseman is now being replaced with his sister in in the show. Letitia Wright. Letitia Wright. And then we have America Chavez, which will be basically the Captain America. We've already seen a blip of her in some trailers. I believe it was in the Doctor Strange movie. So we're literally on our way into an entire female Avengers. And and I got to say, representation matters when you had what? Black Widow and, and Captain Marvel. This is huge. This is huge. So I have not seen Hawkeye yet. I Disney Plus. I've been off that train for a little bit. Actually, my fiance is currently watching Encanto as we speak. But you're I missing that? that either. Yeah. I, oh I, goodness. I, I, I had a podcast to record, so I mean, I'll probably get around to watching that at some point. But I'll have to get back on the Disney Plus grind. We actually, I'm not going to go get into. We do have a show that we started watching that we will probably be watching for a while because it has a lot of seasons. That, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that as a as a dangle and tease for next week because I'm sure I'm sure next week when I haven't just been in a car accident I will talk about it. I do urge you. There's only six episodes of Hawkeye. Take a day, take two days, binge the crap out of it. It is by far, in my opinion, the best of the MCU shows, hands down. You will probably, hopefully, love it so much so you'll put your hands back up. Yeah. Well, that's how I, that's how I felt about Loki. So I have a feeling we may have a, a differing opinion, but. Uh, we'll we'll see. I'm sure I'll watch it at some point. If only to, if only to stay abreast of the Marvel universe. If it means anything, I feel I, like I have to watch it. I thought both were great, but I'm not allowed to watch the last one. You can watch the last episode without me. I just Loki just as a character man. annoys me, and I don't give a crap about him. If you don't watch the last episode, this is the one cell I'll give you for the last episode of Loki. If you don't watch the last episode of Loki, and I'm sure you've heard this, you're gonna be dang dang confused for a while. In the next, I feel like no. They they said well they set up. I don't want to tell you what happens, but they set up like a major piece of the next like. Well, that ho- the whole phase. show was about timelines, so timelines. No, no, nope. <laughs> I don't want to tell you, but like all, all I'll say is a major character is introduced who is going to be a big deal. I'm surprised you don't you haven't heard this. I know who it honestly. is, but I don't know yeah. what the context Tactic, of I'm it sh- is. Tactic, I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's my one sell. Is it? It would be. 
to watch that. But I'm also sure like if you don't, you'll figure it out pretty quick whenever whenever he pops up somewhere else. So it's quiz time. And uh, I'm the host today. A lot easier of a topic this week than Marzipan to, to make a, a quiz about. So I thank you, Patreon producers, for this one, which is about the uh, great one, Wayne Gretzky. Happy birthday, you Wayne. You know, I, I don't think I need to tell you who Wayne Gretzky is. That's If you don't know, I don't know. Just Just Google it. Yeah, I believe I he quoted like Michael Scott one time. I, I think all you'd have to do to to, to like Google Wayne Gretzky is type W A Y N. I guess like Wayne's World might come up first, but probably like Wayne Gretzky is going to be like one of the top results. You never miss the shots you don't take. So, I butchered that, but yeah, I think that well, no, you miss hundred percent of the yeah. shots you don't take. That's not a quiz question. I didn't give anything away. I have six questions in front of me here. One tiebreaker, five regular questions. They are all of them numerical. Uh, look, you know, you know, you know what the deal is here. Okay, let's get this on the road. This one's pretty simple, and you guys might both like. You guys are are hockey fans much more than I am. Uh, what was Wayne Gretzky's number? Oh. And uh, I'll I'll start with Nerd Bomber. I used to know this, and I don't anymore. Wasn't it something stupid like ninety nine? I thought I thought it was twenty five. So okay, assuming those are your final answers. Yeah. Yeah. So Nerd Bomber top. I mean, that was a ballsy move, Nerd Bomber. You topped out. That's literally the highest it could be. But it was right. Assuming his jersey had two numbers on it. It is correct. 99 is the correct answer. So did you know that? Just to be honest. Do you know that already? I bet you did. I, I think you I did. did. You did. You're not I'm, saying like, anything. I think but... when I closed my eyes, I knew like I could see it. If that sounds weird. Sounds a little weird, but not that. It was one of those things where like when I thought about it, I didn't know. But then I, I like envisioned his jersey and like clips of him playing. Because I mean, we've all seen highlights of Wayne Gretzky. And the number 99 just stood out. So I I went for it. Well, you're on the board. I'm sure Tactic is feeling very ripped off right now. So let's get let's do let's get into some deeper cuts. How about that? How many NHL records does Wayne Gretzky hold? Naturally, he holds the most of any player. But I want to know how many records he holds he has on the books. And Tactic, you are first here. I'm going to say it's 17. And Nerd mm, Bomber. Thinking. She's closing her eyes. There's a lot of records, but I feel like he it's only offensive records and some of them have been broken recently by like the ovechkins and crosby's of the world i'm gonna say uh, five i might be underselling him how about 60 how does uh, that okay feel? some notable ones he holds or shares because it is counting once he shares uh most goals all time and most goals in a season most goals all most points all time and most points in a season most assists all time and most in one season most 50 plus goal seasons most hat tricks in a season most career playoff goals and assists most career playoff game winning goals so those are just a few and there are obviously many more guys he's pretty good at hockey he probably still is okay so tactic on the board it's a it's a tie game it's a dead heat we all start somewhere okay and uh in the case of wayne gretzky it was peewee hockey of course how many goals did Wayne Gretzky score in his final season of peewee hockey? This is me. I'm up first. That's correct. I'm, I'm trying to think of one peewee caps out, like what is considered peewee. And I think peewee is like up to like 16. So I feel like he probably was scoring at like a clip of maybe two goals a game against those peons that he was probably playing with. I mean, it's got to be something absurd. I'm going to say 35. I don't know how long the seasons are for kids. I think this is a head fake. I think it's going to be one of those. He was a late bloomer. So I'm going to go one. If anything, he was an early bloomer. 378. Are you kidding me? <laughs> wow, so, his onions were bloomed. That is a point for Nurbomber, believe it or not. I hope both of you are learning that if you t- if you have a number in mind, it should Add be Add a zero higher. on the end. Yeah. With that in mind, we'll move on to our next question. How many MVPs has he won? And uh, in the world of the NHL, I'm trying to look up what that is, what the award is called, because there's a specific name for it, as there is with any sport. And of course, heart trophies. The heart. How, so how many heart trophies has he won? And uh, we're back to Tactic first, I believe. I'm going to say an even 50. So they only give out one heart trophy a season. So unless he played 50 years in the NHL, which I think he's still in his 50s, that's an absolute bust. I was so gonna I'm going to say 5, but you guys told me to add a 0. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to say Boy. 1 just to be safe here, but I'm assuming it's not 50. I'll, I'll tell you what, Nerd Bomber big brained you. Uh he won 9. Uh and, and he won 8 in a row uh in the 1980s. 
I don't know what to say. Like, these are all the same. Wayne Gretzky was really good at hockey, guys. That's that's the takeaway here. So Nurbomber, that, that that means you won already. But we'll do the we'll do the last question for fun because the last question is maybe the most interesting. I'm going to give you the question and then I'm going to give you a hint. How many career points does Wayne Gretzky have? And to give you the hint, if you took away all of his goals, he would still be the NHL's all-time leading scorer. One thousand. So to give you some context points in this case is not just goals it's also assists right. i assume you know that because you're hockey fans so tactic are you saying 1000 no it's probably more than that you, you you're not supposed to go first so if you want to go first you can but I, i'm gonna get nerd bomber's answer first so i'm gonna attempt to math this usually a player will get more assists than goals because they count primary and secondary assists so you don't have to be the person who passes directly to the goal scorer to get that point so assuming maybe he was like a on average, 40-goal scorer, I feel like that's probably counting him out a little bit. He probably had seasons more than that. But that that's pretty good for today's NHL. And then doubling that for assists. So 120 points a season. I think he played 10 years, maybe. It might have been a little bit more than that, but I'm going to say 10. So what was that math that I just did? 120 points a season, 10 years. I'm going to say 1,200. 1201 oh get out of here you have nothing to gain by doing that uh he respect he gets respect tactic does get this point 2857 career points 894 goals which is also a record and 1963 assists for what it's worth your whole 40 goal thing or whatever you were saying he scored 50 goals in 39 games at one point he was just stupid like what what i've learned from all this like also the, the mvps question no one has ever won that MVP, that many MVPs in any sport ever. He's just, he was kind of broken. Insanely he, he good. It. He had cheat codes. Yeah. He, he was a cheat code of a person. Here's to you, Wayne. Keep on keeping on. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Right. I don't know how old you are, but many happy returns. I thought, it, see, that's the question that I thought I would have known because I'm pretty positive he's 60 years old. I, I stuck to the hockey stuff. That was, that was the idea there. I'm a but, people guy, though. In any case, shout out to Wayne. Get a nod Gretzky. from my co-host. He was sixty. Okay, he's sixty. The research he's department has very has, much alive and well. He's he's good to go. Don't need, you don't need to worry about Wayne right now. That's it for this episode, guys. Uh, it was a bit of a long one. Thanks for sticking around and listening to us talk about TV, movies, games, all that stuff. A couple a couple of new shows, a new show coming down the line, a new movie coming down the line, and a gaming partnership. Uh, so we, we kind of dove into all all sides of things today. And then I, I told you about, uh, you know, what happened to me. So I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, the, I, I know it's supposed to be a tech tip at the end of the episode. I'm no, I got one. Today. I got um, one. I got you. I got you. I got you. As illegal said, roads are icy. You got to be careful when you're driving. So if you, if you end up on the side of the road and you need a tow, just look down at your feet. Okay. That was about what I expected. That was, uh, I, that's pretty good. I was going to say like drive safely, but that's not, there's no pun there. So it's, I guess in the spirit of this segment, uh, if you need a toe, look at your toe and uh, have a great week. We'll see you next week.